Hello and welcome to the Press Start podcast, albeit a delayed episode this week, a couple of days late, so we do apologise for that. But we are going to give you all the gaming news from out the week, so there's going to be a couple of extra because of the days um, that we are late this week. Um, as always, I am here with my co-host Ash. Ash, how are you doing? How's your week been? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it's been a another busy week. It's uh, been there's been a fair bit of news this week as well. Um, obviously, as we posted a couple of days ago, there was things that sort of come up plan-wise that made this podcast a little bit delayed. Um, on top of that, obviously, today we have met up, haven't we, in Sheffield? Yes. Uh, we so we've had a, it's the first time we've actually sort of met up in a year, I think. It's not, yeah, I think well, it's about that. Engagement with the yeah, last, so I think last we August. Today, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been a good year. Day, though. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a very good day. Um, we met up with obviously my brother come along as well as our friend Tom, who does listen to the podcast. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Like I say, there's been things that have come up that have obviously delayed this podcast, but we're here now. Uh, obviously, it's going to go live. You'll be listening to this if you're listening to it on launch day on Sunday. Uh, next week, we hope to be back to normal. So yeah, which I believe one of our listeners, Sam, was not happy. Uh, no, with, I did get a complaint delay. this morning. Um, well, so I got a complaint we last night. So. Yeah, I got a complaint last night that. Well, no, yesterday morning, actually, because he obviously listens to it in the day. And he said, uh, I've not had the podcast yet. And I said, it's been delayed until tonight. And then last night, we didn't get to do it. So he, he filed an official complaint today. So uh, so we've took that on board, Sam. We do apologise, but we're here now. We're here we now. We are, here. yes. So, uh, yeah, we that's uh, everything so far. And How's your been week playing? been? Oh, okay, yeah. That's, uh, uh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Generally... A bit of Halo, uh, and then obviously this week, the big one for us was Madden. Um, yes. As well as a bit of Fortnite, which we're back on with a little bit of, you know, we're getting back into that for now, uh, see how long that lasts. But um, yeah, Madden's the big one this week. We've had, what are we now, four weeks into the franchise, and we've been having a go at the uh, Ultimate Team and all this sort of stuff, and so far so good, I think. It is for you, isn't it? You're the, you're the only man unbeaten. I am, right yeah. Now in our I've franchise. had a year out of it, and uh, I've come back and beaten so far. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's been good. So, yeah, for me, good week. Yeah, busy week. Um, it's pretty much the same. Like I said, met up today, really enjoyed today. Um, cracking day out, lads day out over at, at Meadowall. We went to Meadowall in Sheffield, didn't we? Yeah. A bit of dinner. We played mini golf. We had a game, uh, a round of bowling, a temping bowling, that is. Um, so yeah, yeah, really good. Um, Madden again, like you said, I couldn't wait for that game. It was a disappointing launch to say the least. I was, I stayed up till one a.m. in the morning, um, to play it, and it didn't work because the servers went down. So, a typical EA launch, if you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been better since then. The first couple of days, I also couldn't touch the superstar mode because that were broke, whereas everybody else were playing it, so that were frustrating. Um, but yeah, overall, it is, it is a good game. I'm, I am frustrated with the franchise because unlike you, I can't buy a win at the moment. <laughs> yeah. um, but I am trying different playbooks and that, which I always do at the start of Madden. So yeah, it's, it's been a good week. It's, and like you said, we're back on Fortnite. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get the tier 100 skin, the Optimus Prime. Um, so I'm halfway there. Um, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good variety of gaming this week, hasn't it? It's, uh, yeah. 
I think, I think as bag. well, I, I think, yeah, it has very mixed bag. I think it's good that Madden's come out now. We've got something to sink his teeth into. And like you said, the ultimate team, all these sets and challenges are going to be coming out over the coming weeks. And obviously, as we've said prior, the NFL season's on its way. But I do feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't put Madden in this picture, but I do feel like it's kind of a pick-up-and-play moment in it, trying to find stuff to play just while we're waiting for yeah, staff. Yeah, it's that, it's, that, that's it's the, that, like... Yeah, it's that period of where every year it happens, where sort of in between new games being revealed and us getting the launch dates for later on in the year at all these events, we have this dry period where there's, you know, you're almost like we've done with Fortnite, we're reinstalling stuff, we're back on stuff to see us through, I'm back yeah. on Halo, you know, it, it's filling the gap. It's kind but... of a how can I keep myself busy time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very Until much so. Until the 6th of September. Um, but yes, uh, I mean, like I said in, in, in the intro, I think it's been a strong week for news. You know, they're not blockbusters. They're not they're not massive pieces of news, some of them. They are very, you know, it, it is literally probably a quick mention. And But yeah. I think the content of it is good in, in many of them, I think, this yeah, week. So there's, there's why don't you stuff. boot us off? Yeah, so for those of you that have played uh, Destiny and Destiny 2 over the years, uh, obviously you will know, and we know obviously from months ago now, uh, the voice actor of Commander Zavala, which is Lance Reddick, uh, passed away earlier this year. Um, he had recorded some content for the the upcoming uh, season uh, as part of like, obviously the campaign and so on like that. But going beyond that, Obviously, Bungie want to keep Commander Zavala going, so they brought in um, Keith David. Who, <clears throat> sorry, uh, for those that you, for those of you that won't know, um, he's quite well known as Captain Anderson in the Mass Effect series, as well as uh, portraying the Arbiter Thalvaldum in Halo. So he's, you know, he's he's quite a seasoned veteran when it comes to voice acting and that in video games. Um, obviously there's a link there with Bungie, with Halo and so on. Um, and yeah, he's, you know, he's done other things beyond video games as well. He's done Rick and Morty, Adventure Time. So he's he's a big time, <clears throat> big vo ugh, big time voice actor. I'll get it out in a minute. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's it's a it's good to see the fact that we'll obviously get Commander Zavala to live on. Uh, obviously, when yeah. Lance Reddick passed away, there was quite a it's quite nice to see the memorials that where players were going. Was, honestly, I think that was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, I loved in it. In gaming, because there's a lot of toxicity in, the, in, in yes. the game. We've mentioned it before. But when you see something like that, I mean, I only saw it through TikTok. I played Destiny, but only the first one, I think. Um, But that was... It genuinely brought a little tear to me when I was watching that TikTok. I just think because, it's I mean, lovely, I yeah. love the guy. Yeah, I know him from the John Wick movies. Yeah. Um, that's how I know sort of Lance Reddick. But that, I just thought, was so nice. It, it, it was so, so good to see. Yeah. Um, it was, and it's just it was nice. It's, it's, it had that ability that because it was in a sociable area where lots of players can meet up, Yeah, it, it just allowed people to meet up, go and sit with... Because obviously the character of Commander Zavala is there at the end of like one of the balcony things. So, you know, players would just go in and meet in and sit in, and at some points there was 20, 30 players all gathered round, and it was just yeah. nice. And, you know, obviously Bungie don't just want to write him out of the story. There's obviously plans for, you know, future parts of the seasons and that that's going to involve him. So 
the best way to keep him going is obviously to uh, recast him. But yeah, it's it's nice. That's I think it. the whole way they've the handled new guy it does well. It's a way to honour it as well, isn't it? At yeah. the same time. I mean, Lance Reddick's voice is massively yeah. unique. Like it is. It, it is. It's such a standout voice. So it's obviously you know it's going to take some getting used to, but. Yeah, it's nice to see that he'll obviously live on through Manders of Arla yeah. and so on. So, yeah, nice little touch from Bungie there. Yeah, it is. So, on to, on to the track uh, from there. So, Forza Motorsport, we are literally just two months away now, or less than two months now, uh, away from Forza Motorsport. And they have announced um, eight new cars um, that will be in the game that are also titled New to Motorsport. Um, so these cars, very quickly, are the 2023 Nissan Z, 2020 Audi RS3 Sedan, 2020 Lexus RCF Track Edition, 2020 Toyota GR Supra, 2019 BMW Z4 Roadster, 2019 Nissan 370Z Nismo, the 2018 Audi TTRS and the 2017 Alpine A110. Um, so these uh, eight cars will be on in Forza, Forza Motorsport, um, which I, I think we're going to see a lot of this, aren't we, over the next couple of weeks? Yeah. New cars announced, new tracks. We keep getting it week by week now. It's new, you know, a wealth of new details keep coming out. Um. So there is a more extensive lineup than that. That's just the eight that was released, in, you know, in this article on that day. So if you head over to the official Forza Motorsport website, you can see uh, the full unveiled lineup of the cars and the tracks. Um, but I love this because this is another game I'm, you know, really, really looking yeah, forward to. Yeah, very much so. Um, with, like I said, we're less than two months away. It's on Game Pass as well. Um, so, you know, week by week when you get these sort of bits filtering through, um, it does, it, it gets me excited because I, I really am looking forward to this. It's been a long time since we've been on the professional tracks. Yeah, I think that's the thing now. I think we're at a point where, like we said last week, the motorsport's good. It's good fun. We enjoy it. But we're at a point now we're ready for, you know, a little bit more. We haven't had a proper track racing one like that for a while now. So, yeah, we're ready for that, I think. But uh, yeah, so obviously we did mention uh, at the beginning of the episode that we've been back on Fortnite. Obviously Shane's trying to get to level 100. I don't think I'm going to get there in time uh, because the season, chapter four, season three is coming to an end. Um, it will officially end um, on August the 25th at 2 a.m. Eastern time, which over here in the UK, that's 7 a.m. on August the 25th. So it's only six days away. Next Friday. Next Friday, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be, obviously, we will then roll into the next season. There's obviously more stuff coming. There's a little bit of a teaser going on at the minute across their social media and on the loading screen for Fortnite at the minute. Uh, there's not a lot of information. It's just, like, all red lasers. So I've not been into the game much in the last year or so, so I don't know whether that's just a tease of, you know, completely unknowing what it's going to be or whether lasers relate to some of the somebody somebody will yeah and have a, have a so, sort of thing of what it is yeah that's that's all coming up uh in the next week um that, that's it really Fortnite usually goes offline don't it for a day um, yeah after they usually the have quite a big end. season ends 
yeah, and then and then the new one launching. But a bit like you just said there, I'm a bit dubious. Am I gonna make it? You know, only six days left. But um, I do have a cheat code in mind. So Liam is gonna sign into my account if I'm if I'm a bit falling a bit short nearer the time, and he's gonna he's gonna make sure I get yeah. over the line. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so I should get that skin. <laughs> yeah, you'd like to think so. Yeah, so and then so while we're in the midst of new games being announced, uh, we know that shows are coming up. We've got Gamescom uh, in three days' time, aren't we? That that, that we expect some announcements. THQ Nordic, uh, they hosted uh, a show last week, um, and they have announced a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, The Last Ronin. Um, a teaser trailer was released, but it really doesn't give us anything. It's just four candles burning. I'm assuming each candle represents one of the turtles. Um, but it's, I mean, turtles is massive at the minute, isn't it? The, the new yeah, they're movies all over the place. not long been out. And, and yeah, they, 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 I believe there's a, a news article later on as well um, involving the turtles. Now, I again, I, I were a massive, massive fan um, growing up. I, I were a massive. I used to watch the cartoon and everything. So this interests me. It's piqued my interest at looking at it. If it's you know, as we get more information um, over the coming months and things like that, um, I'll, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this one. It definitely interests me, and it is it is slated for launch on PlayStation Five, Xbox Series XS, and PC platforms. Um, Unfortunately, we don't know uh, much else about it right now, but it's just the fact that it is in development. Yeah, from obviously the teaser and the sort of there's like an in-development screenshot that obviously you can see on the website where it looks yeah. like it's going a little bit more darker, maybe, you know, it's, it's going away from its cartoony image yeah i think i like that, obviously though. yeah i think obviously it's a teaser so we don't really know a great deal yet but it certainly seems like it's not going down the normal teenage mutant ninja turtle sort of route so we'll see no i mean there were a game that either came to game pass or not long ago where it was like a 2d overhead type game on it like back in the day like on your mega drive and that which i ended up playing it were all right but i kind of lost my grip with them so this really really piques my interest yeah, because I mean, it's I've more never of a really bothered with them, thing. but I'll... I'll... Were you not it's into certainly... it growing up? No, one series I never got oh, into. Yeah. No, not at all. Wow. wow. But we're going to stick with THQ Nordic uh, from their digital showcase. Another game that was announced, uh, if you know the series, consisting of Cartman, Stan, Kyle and Kenny. Uh, South Park is back with South Park Snow Day. Um, which is where players will be thrust into a whirlwind of festivities revolving around the enchanting phenomenon of a day off school due to heavy snowfall. Now, that doesn't sound that exciting, but when it's South Park behind it, they're, they're going to make <laughs> there's going to be some. I love some South antics. Park. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's we know from previous South Park games, it's the normal eighteen plus offensive adult content filled <laughs> games so they never fail to deliver with uh south park um, no it's literally no shits given is it with south no, park not at all uh we do know it's coming to playstation 5 xbox series x and s and switch and pc at the minute it's sometime in 20 
24. Um, beyond that, we don't know a great deal more as of yet. But yeah, it exists. It's another South Park game to get excited for. So uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated when a little bit more comes in the future. I'll certainly be looking forward to more on that. So, uh, again, on to new games that are coming out. This one is uh, superb. Great news, great news. Yeah. So, we've talked about it several times over the last few weeks. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. And this is news I love. It is coming. The release date has been pushed forward. Not back. Not very not often delayed. you hear this. I was going to say it really isn't, and it. We're normally sat here morning about delays, and then we kind of counteract it with a, you know, we don't mind as long as games are right. But on this occasion, we don't need to. They've pushed it forward, and instead of it being October twelfth, they've pushed it forward by a week, which is October fifth. Now, my only problem with the fifth, fifth the the fifth as the release date is I am actually in Portugal on that day, and <laughs> that's the day I fly home. But I won't get home till about midnight, going into the sixth. Um, so unfortunately, as much as I'm looking forward to this, it's probably going to have to wait till I've slept and got back up on the sixth. But I, I, again, it, it's brilliant news. Um, apparently, they've done this because they don't want it to collide with. Uh, there's quite a lot of games coming out around that around the following week, um, such as Lords of the Fallen, Alan Wake Two, the new Spider-Man game. Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Wonder. So they decided we're going to bring it forward a week uh, and we're going to give you it a week early. So a good business move as well as uh, keeping us fans happy, I'd say. Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, it's not it's not very often at all that we ever hear of a game being pulled forward, if ever. No. So, you know, it's just another thing where we've already said, you know, there's such a huge array of games come in this year and it, it you know yeah. it just sort of tied us over that little bit more obviously like we've said obviously we're going to clash because that's very close to obviously uh forza's release date so yes. there is still going to be that clash and a crossover of games but you know if where are we going to be with starfield at that point are we still going to be that deep yep. into that that it's going to be like you know sense sensibly Oh, uh, you obviously. I think you will get it on launch day. But is it going to be a case for me where I'm that involved in Starfield, and I'm then going to obviously jump on Forza? Do I leave Mirage a little bit later? It's, it's, you know, there's just that much coming out this year. Yeah, it's like there is, there is. I, but I mean, I, th I think as well. Like, if you want to look for a hidden message in this, Ubisoft are obviously very confident that this game is ready now. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's polished. It's done. It's like. It's it's very ready for release, and and I think for me that speaks volumes. I know it's only a week, seven days. It's not a lot, but the fact that they are going back to the core principles of Assassin's Creed, which many are excited for, you being one of them, I think the fact that they are that confident to say, "Look, it's fine. We don't need any extra time. We do. In fact, we can move it forward." I think means that this is, you know, going to be a very polished game and, and yeah, you know, I'd get like that to think proper so. kick from the Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed originals. So it is definitely, I can't, I cannot resist that this won't be a launch day by. I can't. I, this, I'm a massive fan of the franchise, proper yeah. geek about the franchise. So yeah, it will be as soon as I get off that plane, when I get home, it will be getting installed. 
I think the thing you've got to look at as well is the the sheer size of the games, Assassin's Creed games that the studios developed previously. I think to develop a game much smaller like this has probably been a bit of a breeze for them compared to yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm not saying uh, that in a thing of, oh, you know, this is easy because no, we wouldn't be able not. to do, well, you might be able to, but I would not yeah, be able to sort of code and create a video game. And I'm not saying, no. you know, this has obviously been an easy ride, but it's, it's definitely not scale easy. Scale size. Like yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. They must have found it easier than previous years. And it must have, like you said, it must have been like, oh, that's nice. This will be nice to do because it's not so heavy. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait for this. And and the, the, when this news broke earlier in the week, I was like, wow! Like, like you said, it's very, very rare we get a a release date pushed forward. So this is like, wow, brilliant! That's great news. And until I worked out that actually I'll be on a plane that day. So. Yeah. <laughs> can you not like push it yeah. another day? But we, we can tell but that no, you're a little exciting. bit disappointed as well. <laughs> Uh, now, we're going to jump back to Forza just uh, shortly, whilst I announce that, obviously, there's all this information is coming out about Forza at the minute regarding Forza Motorsport. Um, there are a few elements that aren't going to be available at launch. Um, split screen isn't going to be available, as well as um, AI-driven races uh, and spectating races all will be missing in featured multiplayer modes during launch. Um, it's just one of them things, you know, it's such a massive game. Um, the creative director has just sort of basically come out and said, the investment in pushing our new graphical features and our complete overhaul of the rendering engine, unfortunately, made split screen really difficult to implement. And so it's not going to be in for launch. Now, obviously, they've not ruled out that any of this isn't coming to Forza Motorsport. It is just something that, you know, will potentially come up with a later update, whether it's two weeks, two months, six months, I don't know. Um, they're not major, major elements, are they? You know, we're not missing... I was going to say no. I mean, split screen for me, I mean, I remember doing it back in the day. Yeah. And all, albeit the TVs were a lot smaller then. I mean, when I first started playing games and that, we, we had the, there were like a square. Yeah. With the TVs and and, and yeah, you did it because you didn't know no different. Whereas nowadays, I don't think I could go play split screen despite having much bigger tellies. Um, so no, it doesn't appeal to me. The AI spectating I did used to enjoy, but more so it was good when we used to do the Forza Motorsport League um, in our very early days of, of setting up because you could kind of go back and you know watch the races yeah. if they were out. But no, I I, I don't think I. Looking at the graphics, I'd, I'd much rather have that in than, than any of these yeah, features. Yeah, I think but that's the thing. I'd be interested to know if there is people out there that are really disappointed by this. I would be interested to know if there's, you know, anybody that's kind of like, oh, I'm really upset about that. Yeah, I think the the overall scale of the people that are going to be sort of affected by this compared to those that, like us, it doesn't really bother, I think, you know, it's it's minimal, to be fair. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's such a bad issue, really. No, I don't. I don't. So, quickly moving back to uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as I already said, uh, there was a, another article coming up. So, this is to do with Fall Guys. Um, so, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael and Leonardo are all coming to Fall Guys, um, you know, in terms of skins, cosmetics, how, however you want to put it. Um so they're doing a nice little crossover. 
which again, because of the new movie and that coming out, everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon. However, they're not going to be there for long. Um, it started a couple of days ago on the 17th, so they are available now. Um, but I think it only goes up to the last day in August, the 31st. So um, you've got to get on there and, and get those cosmetics um, by the end of the month. Otherwise, yeah. they will be gone. Now, Xbox, uh, obviously, there's always new innovations. There's new things that they're bringing in to improve the overall experience on Xbox. Uh, there's a new program coming that's going to combat misconduct on the platform. Um, long story short, without going into major detail, it's basically it's trying to get the environment of better behaviour on Xbox with regards to, you know, obviously, like we've said before, the toxicity in game, in video games, um, the trolling, the abuse, you know, it's, it's still out there. Um, you know, in some in some aspects... It's almost become a thing that, you know, some content creators are using to actually gain views in terms of, obviously, we still know that there's a there's a massive problem with the the views of female gamers from some, obviously, some trolls out there and some toxic people. We've obviously, we went to yeah. a thing regarding this uh, insomnia, didn't we, like 18 months ago yes. with regards to yeah. all different backgrounds groups races religions uh genders everything and it's still out there and you know there's female uh youtubers and so on that i follow on youtube and all that that they'll share clips now and it's it's done in a comical way but you know as soon as they jump in a lobby they speak and say like hey guys and immediately they get a sexist comment back and it's you know yeah so they make that into content, fair play. You know, they're getting the views. They'll maybe, if they're, you know, they're put at a certain point, they'll be making money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it is still out there, and it's pretty bad, like, especially if you're in party chats and stuff. Um, it, is, it does still exist. And basically, it's a way, this is a new way to sort of try and combat that with basically an eight-step uh, code of conduct, really. You, you'll get eight warnings, and once them eight are out, you're done for at least uh, a year. So if I can zoom in far enough on this image, I'll give you exactly what it is. So one strike is a day-long suspension. The second strike is, again, a one-day suspension. A three, Your third strike will be three days ban. Your fourth strike will be a week. Your fifth strike will be two weeks. Your sixth strike will be three weeks. Your seventh strike will be 60 days. And your eighth strike will be a year. Now... You know, to get to eight strikes is quite impressive, to be fair, because I've been gaming on Xbox for 16, whatever it is, 17 years online, and I don't think I've ever had a ban of any sort. So, you know, you must be, obviously, it pretty toxic. It needs combating, doesn't it? It, it, does, it does, yeah. It does need combating. And, but, I mean, my only problem with this is someone... There's going to be people out there who don't give two hoots about the gamer score or the profile or whatever, and 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 they'll just create a new one more yeah. and go out and do it again. I mean, the good thing is, you know, if you're like us, who's got a huge game library, I mean, I think mine consists of something like over 400 games, just my Xbox library. So I would be absolutely mortified. Yeah. Um you know, should I not be able to access my account? So it is good in that sense. And at least they are trying to do something. 
that's the positive, isn't it? They are trying to rule this out. Because like you said, I mean, mentioning that show that we saw in Insomnia, I think if, if, if you've never experienced it and you're not in it, I don't think you kind of grasp it. But when we sat there and listened to that show and, and the various different people, like you said, from di- different ethnic backgrounds and things like that, and they were telling their stories of what they've experienced, and you kind of think, that is horrible, isn't it? Like, we, yeah. I mean, we it's spoke... It's awful. We spoke about it on, obviously, the episode. We spoke about it in the vlog that we recorded there, and we said it mid-show, didn't we? Like, obviously, we, we always wanted to sort of make it in the video game industry in some element. Obviously, this is, like, our route into the video game news and all that. I've always... I'd have loved to have go into, like, you know video game development or you know something within work for I'm Xbox. still striving towards that yeah you know I'd, I'd love to be there one day and obviously this is our little way to sort of be involved in that sentence but like we said okay we've not got the experience we haven't gone to university and all that to sort of get these certain you know to go and just become a developer in that sense but if we had the skills our path would be quite easy into it. And it's like when you hear yeah. some of these, like the women and the, like the, uh, like different races, different um, identities, all of this, all of these different backgrounds. And it just shows when they sort of gave us these stories on stage of what they did to get there, it's not plain sailing. And there's a lot of shit that they no. have to basically go through to get there. And we sort of said mid-show, we looked at each other, didn't we? And we just went, you can't believe what it's like. Like, even to the point of being at a professional studio, you know, there's there's so much that comes out. Look at, like, Ubisoft, who have been in trouble recently about the workplace yeah, yeah. environment and, you know, sexism in the, the workplace. Only. No, there's they're loads. They're not the only company, are they? No, there's been multiple. And it's not just, obviously, going away from, obviously genders and uh, identities and race and all that there's even just the the overall workplace what's what's the word i'm trying to sort of say like a toxic environment there as well you know yeah 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 uh, developers being forced into working crazy crazy hours like these crunch hours to get these games done and obviously we're going a bit off track here because it's nothing to do with misconduct on xbox but yeah you know what i mean like there's it got is, to be things it, it, that's it. It, it across does, it the ties board. into it all, though, doesn't it? Yeah, because it, I mean, the one thing that gaming does do, it, it, or what it should do, is bring people together. We've always said, haven't we, the one thing we love about shows like Insomnia and you know, games, Comedy GX, is that you're just there with like minded people. I'm yeah. the same when I go to like a Comic Con. I absolutely love Comic Con. It's a time to geek out, it's a time to, you know, it's all that sort of you know, superhero stuff that I grew up with and things like that. I, I absolutely love it. And it's nice to be around like-minded people. But yeah. then to to think that you've got an escape from what the real world is, because let's be honest, a lot of the time the real world can really, really suck. And yeah. if you've had a bad day, or, or, or whatever at work, and, and you're not getting on with work colleagues or whatever, which I'm not saying everybody has to get on, but you come to gaming as an escape, to, yeah. to enter a different 100%. world, a world that you can enjoy. And then to get the same there, and I mean, we, we've not experienced it. We've been really lucky, haven't we? Because we met, like you said, 16 years ago. We met through gaming. Yeah. And we, we spoke about it today while we were having lunch, didn't we? That, like, 
can you imagine? And, and it would as simple as if your brother hadn't have been in that game of Call of Duty at the same time as I was, we would never know each other ever. No, 16 years that later, we may the, have never yeah. crossed paths at any point. It is that split second of getting into that game with that person and somehow talking through game chat, whatever was said or whatever we did. And, and then, it, you know, so. It, it, it is crazy, but we felt we've fallen really lucky. We've got, I mean, over the years, we've had 20, 30 guys that we considered friends at, at one time or another. Um, there's not that many now that hang out, is there? There's only no, it's only five or six of us now, but so we've been lucky, but others have experienced a very, very different type of game. And I just think it's awful that people have to put up with that when they've come to this world to escape yeah. real world. You know, it, it, so, it is a shame. And, like, we, I mean, we've addressed it loads of times, and it's it stems from every possible way. You know, a, a studio have spent the last five years developing a game, announce it, and the YouTube comments is just full of negativity. And it's like, you've not even played it. You've seen a two-minute, yeah. you know, it's, there's a lot to still go. And we're not saying it's never deserved, because some are, some are deserved. Yeah. You, you know, in a... In a, a a nice constructive, sort of constructive way. way, yeah, 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 without absolutely just ripping. Yeah, you people can't just apart, call but... them out, but you can, you know, when we we've had games and exciting things we've been waiting for previously, where when it actually gets revealed, it's like this is really poor, you know, this is underwhelming. Yeah. That that sort of thing, when you sort of say, you know, this this really doesn't look good for what we've waited for, that's all right. But when you're going out and personally attacking the developers or you know other gamers at events or whatever. That needs to be handled, and this is just another step with this uh, new combat misconduct Hopefully thing. Hopefully, it does some good. Hopefully, yeah. it does some good. We went on a bit of a tangent there, didn't we? We but did, we are but we're back. About. We're back we now. We're back. We're back. So we'll take you back to track. That's what we'll do. Uh, so Forza Horizon at this time, but Forza in general is literally dominating headlines right now. Yeah. Um, so Forza Horizon has, has revealed an Italian car lineup. Um, it is a beautiful lineup, by the way. Um, and so there's going to be seven, eight new, sorry, eight new Italian vehicles added to Forza Horizon 5. Um, so these are all out now. Um, now, you, they're, they're doing a festival playlist, which is going to run from August 17th, which was two days ago, up right up until September 14th. Um, it's called the Italian Automotive Festival Playlist. Um, it's a four-week fiesta offering the opportunity to unlock um, the eight remarkable Italian cars. So you can go and do that by the challenge. Um, it, it's a really good mix of, you know, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Um, and But if you don't want to wait, you can buy them in the Italian Exotics car pack, which can be yours for seven ninety nine. So it's up to you how you go get them. Um, these, by the way, are not included in any of the car passes that you've already got, whether it be standard, deluxe, or premium. These are not available. They're not part of the pass, so you do have to either unlock them or buy them. So it is very much a, it's a standalone sort of thing, isn't it, with this one? Yes, definitely. But, uh, yeah, so September's obviously going to be a big, uh, big month for Xbox in general. Um... There's six games so far that's come into Game Pass in September that we know of. I'm not going to go into much detail, but uh, you can check out the trailers for all six so far on the website. Um, Gris is one of them that comes on September the 5th. Um, it's a text 
sort of game. It's I, I don't know a great deal much more about it really. It's uh atmospheric platformer game. Uh so that arrives on September the 5th just one day before we get our hands on Starfield. Uh, I don't really need to give that game much more introduction. We know exactly <laughs> what we've got with that. Uh, Lies of P, uh, a game that obviously it's been flo uh, floating around with a beta and stuff previously, a demo. One that intrigues um, me is that. Yeah, so it's inspired. It's got like a twist on Pinocchio. Uh, that arrives on September the 19th. Uh, another one that I'm quite looking forward to having a go. I th hopefully, if I can convince every one of us in our group to get on it, I think we'll have a good laugh with this one. Uh, Party Animals is arriving on September the 20th. Uh, a bit off. of a light-hearted brawler sort of game. I think there'll be a bit of a laugh on that one. Um, then the next day again, this is three days in a row, we get quite a big game, to be fair. Uh, the 21st of September, we get Payday 3. Uh, we obviously said a couple of weeks ago we were going to give the beta a go on this. We didn't. Uh, we no, literally we didn't. Tuesday or whatever but it we was will give after. The game a go. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I did watch some YouTube um, Jack Frag's uh, gameplay of the beta, and it looks great. It's it's a mix between almost like on this one. Obviously, I know what the payday. We all know what payday sort of overall sort of point is, but it's it's kind of a mix between a GTA heist, a Rainbow Six Siege tactical sort of movement sort of thing as well as a little bit of like almost like uh uh i'm trying to think of the name who's uh ryan fisher tom fisher whatever his name is tom fisher it's not it's tom or ryan what's what's the game splinter cell is it splinter cell Splinter Cell. yeah yes it's got yeah. a bit of that there's cameras and all different things that you know come into it so it looks like a good game i'm looking forward to that one and then finally on the 29th of september is the puzzle adventure game cocoon which again looks it's to be fair it's a big month i think i think all, all six look good yeah. i think they all look promising so uh yeah you can it's, watch all six trailers on the website uh i think yeah. We've got games coming that are going to take us right up to Christmas and beyond, don't we? Oh, well into next year. Like every year, I say once we get Christmas wrapped up, if I get an extra game or two for Christmas or whatever, I'm like, that's me set now till like next September. We always end up yep. in this wasteland of you know boredom, but there's a big, big number of games this year, and you know into next it's year. Super. So it, it's brilliant. I'm really looking forward to sort of the next few months. And speaking of games this year, this is another one um, that I, I think what I'm going to have to do is just quit work till 2024, <laughs> uh, in all honesty. But DC Universe Online is coming to Series X this year. Um, I'm a massive fan of the DC Universe. Every, everybody will know that now. I mentioned it earlier about the superheroes growing up. I, I'm a bigger DC fan than Marvel, so this is huge. Um so this is coming, there's no actual release date. All we do know is it is going to be this year. But prior to this coming to the new consoles, um, they are going to be doing quality of life um, and gaming gameplay improvements on uh, the current consoles that it's on. Um, you know, they're, they're wanting to make this a long-term game um, over the next few months. Um, and then, then obviously coming to the new consoles. And the beauty of it is that if you have it, if you already have the game and you want to come over to um, the Series X when it's out, 
um, you'll still be playing on the same servers and things like that. So all your characters and friends lists and purchases and achievements will be there. It will be a seamless crossover. Um, so you're not going to lose anything. It's not going to sort of take anything away from you. Um, so this is, again, one that I want to give a shot because I absolutely love games like this. It's proper nostalgia kick. It's like being a boy all over again. Yeah, now a game that has uh, been out for years, very much like your FIFAs and your Maddens, is the NHL, uh, EA Sports NHL. Um, EA Sports this week have unveiled more upgrades with regards to the NHL 24 game. Um, it looks like it's one of the biggest, again, obviously EA have always been able to talk the talk. Whether they deliver, it's always, you know, whether it, it leaves a lot to be desired half the time. Um now, they've announced a, a series of ambitious upgrades from NHL 24. Um, the gameplay is having a complete transformation with the exhaust engine, uh, which is going to sort of focus on, you know, uh, meticulously replicating player performance based on stamina, um, incenting, incentivizing uh, offensive aggression, you know, load of gameplay-wise, a massive, massive change. Um, new era of goal scoring strategy, embracing the intense pressure and enhanced defensive tools, um, enhancing the controls and the modes for the ultimate enjoyment, revamped modes. Uh, as you can tell, I don't know a great deal about NHL. I'm more going off the article with this one. Uh, Cross-platform play and release, deals, release details are there. Um October the 6th is when it's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's another one, exactly like all of the other EA sports games. Every year, it's our biggest, it's our best. It's all groundbreaking yeah. new content, you know. We've had to dabble in NHL before, haven't we? We've done, like, yeah, they've we got did, their yeah. own clubs. And I did quite enjoy it. I, I did, did I mean... I enjoy it, but I don't get... You know, I don't know the, you know, the no, full game rules and things I like that. I didn't really so. understand what I was doing. It was just get get a hold of the puck <laughs> and shoot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I didn't... I don't know whether there's offsides or anything like that. I don't really know the rules of the game. Um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not one that I can sort of... Like when we've done Madden with this sort of thing before and obviously EA FC coming up, we can sort of where I'm literally reading this, this is literally the only way I can go off this because we don't know. Yeah. The game. Yeah. No, but um, no. for the NHL fans out there, it certainly sounds exciting. So yeah, we'll see how it is when it launches. Yeah. Very good. And um, going back to a game, we, we constantly talk about, uh, we yep. might be giving you a with it, uh, but Starfield, uh, in the news again, we did announce last week that um, Bethesda had revealed that there was doing a Q&A session. This Q&A session happened on their Discord, which, as you can imagine, got an influx um, of people firing questions um, at the developers and things like that. Um, and and some great details have emerged from it. Uh, it, just, it just makes more and more exciting. So one of the first ones is Contraband. Um, so you can smuggle contraband. Um, you know, it's kind of like a like a, a black market type thing where, you know, everything is going to have like a price. Um, but it's, it's going to come with a price if, if you do decide to smuggle. Um, so the price of things are going to get you, you know, easy money. 
So I'm sure it's going to uh, entice people into doing it, but you are going to have to stay away from security ships and major settlements and things like that. When, as you're going in, there's going to be uh, security ships patrolling them. So you can conceal your contraband with specialised ship modules, uh, which are available to purchase. Um, so that's going to be interesting into, you know, how will you play the game? You know, are you going to be one of these that's going to try smuggling? Are you not? Um, so that really piqued my interest. Um, I think I'm going to try and be a good guy. Yeah, I think that's personally. my route. Yeah. But uh, depending on the price of some of these things, <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. I might be swayed. Um, also, we know that there is going to be um, a, a total of 20 companions in the game. Um, companions are becoming a huge thing in games now, aren't they? Whether it be a yeah. little pet, whether it be a little sidekick or or whatever. Four of them we already know because they're going to be the Constellation members. Um, but 16 of them we don't. Um, so that's interesting. But I think my favourite is that you can buy um, houses on in, in the cities, can't you? Uh, yeah. Within within the game. So not only can you build your own bases and outposts and, you know, things like that, but you can buy an, a house within the city, which I think I, this, every little detail that comes out about this game, just, just, you know, I get goosebumps. I literally it, it get just, goosebumps. It just seems it. to every little thing that gets announced, it's like just, even though it's a little addition, it just makes the game feel even bigger. Like, you know, yeah. we can now have houses across the universe, you know, we can now face jail. We will get searched for contraband. You know, it's only little sort of thing. Oh, by the way, you can do that. Oh, by the way, you can do that. But it's like, wow. Like, there is just so much yeah. you're going to be able to do in it. It's just, it's insane. Just to um, follow up with Starfield, for those of you on Xbox, obviously, we've had or been able to have the Starfield pre install available for months now. Um, the full install is now available. So you can. Go to Xbox now, and if it hasn't already, you can go into the updates, and there is a hundred gigabyte install of the full game that you can obviously pre-install now uh, ahead of its release, which they've obviously Just already to said. Just make that, sure you're ready right at the release yeah, point. Uh, they have already said that there's the likelihood of more updates, more installs, and that before launch with you know pre-release content, updates, fixes, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, you can get it installed now. I got mine set up this afternoon. Uh, so, yeah, get it installed, ready for its uh, launch. In, Definitely, what, because like you said, every little detail that comes out with this is just... It's it's just get to that date now, isn't it? It's, please, hurry up and get to yeah. that date. Yeah, it just seems like that's all we seem to be talking about at the minute. But... Uh, Another game that we mentioned last week, uh, we were sort of talking about it and we said about, obviously, if anybody had any thoughts, uh, Sam, again, uh, our, one of our listeners, our dedicated listeners, um, he sends me messages regarding, obviously, our podcast, our views, our opinions and that. And he said, my thoughts on Call of Duty with the simple response was, it's shit. Uh, right, and then, right. I think he's always played them. But he just basically said, ever since skill-based matchmaking came in, it just ruined the game for me. Um, I'm not good enough to keep up with all the over, like overpowered tactics and you know certain things that go on in the game nowadays. Uh, I agree with him with the skill-based matchmaking. It just you know, like we've seen before. Obviously, when I've sort of I've 
generally stuck to first-person shooters and stuff, so I can quite easily go into Call of Duty and finish pretty well up the top of the table most games. But then for the likes of our group as a whole, who don't always play constantly online, it either it's it's skilled based in a way that obviously it can it could bring you, Tom, my brother, into my skilled based match where my overall skill level is a hell of a lot higher than what you lot are used to. So then you guys are getting absolutely battered, and it's like that's because you you're that's not on your skill level. If and that's not obviously that's not like knocking anybody's skill, but that's how skill based matchmaking has kind of ruined the game because yeah, but you know I mean in so, so other games do it like Fortnite, don't they? But you can counteract that by changing who's the host because yeah, it exactly. And you know we favor there. We did up. this with we we believe that obviously Warzone does the same sort of thing. So we've done it before where you know. I'd host it or something because Warzone, I haven't got as good a record as, say, like my brother and Tom. So where they had multiple, multiple wins, I'd host it because then it should make it a bit more of a, you know, an overall fair playing field because you're not going against constant winners where you're just getting your ass kicked every game. It just needs to be like people, people constantly, this is one of them things where when Call of Duty post off, it's always in the comments, stop with the skill-based matchmaking because it's not such a fair playing field. Yes, you've got the dedicated no. players who, you know, there's dedicated players who just want to go into the proper, proper, you know, hardcore gaming lobbies. But for the majority of us, we just want to go in a game where, you know, we're all balanced. We just, you know, we all just play for fun and you win some, you lose some. And it does ruin it. And I do agree with Sam on that. Um... I do, I do. still I mean, enjoy as, it. As blunt, as blunt as the comment is, I, I'm inclined to agree. But again, because I, I was watching I was watching a TikTok the other day and I wish I could remember who it is, but it was a group of guys, they're, they're fairly popular in gaming. And, and they were saying like, they were pointing out some points about Call of Duty of why it was ruined. And I think they made really, really good points. One of them being that they kind of overthink it and it, especially in terms with the weapons, you can now have something like 20 attachments and shit yeah. on your gun and this, that, and other. But one of the worst things, which I think were the best point, is that to get a scope for an SMG that you like, you now have to go get kills with an LMG you hit. And I just think, yeah, it, for me, it was a very good point. Like, why do I need to go use another gun to to go get stuff for this gun, I don't like that. It, it overcomplicated you... it massively, yeah, and massively. you know this one. Modern Warfare Two. Back in the on. day with Call of Duty Four, like yeah, you had to get headshots, didn't you, with that gun? Yeah. To get that scope or to you know to get that silencer, that's fine because it's with the same gun that you wanted to use anyway. But and I think for me, I've I've said it for many years. I think they're absolutely clueless now when when they're building maps. I think they've completely run out of ideas and they keep revamping the same bloody map every Call of Duty. I mean, what were that? what's that one where you've got two houses opposite one another? What do they call that? Do you remember the oh, little um, Nuketown? Nuketown. Nuketown. Yeah. How many games were that in? And that, I think, it makes me think, I think you've Nuketown just run out and Shipment, they're, they're a lot of fan favourites more than anything. I think they do that because so many players but, enjoy playing them. Which is fine. Stick it in as a nostalgia kick, but then when you're short in the amount of maps you get, I think one Call of Duty launched with six or seven one year, or maybe eight. 
And it's yeah. like, my God. And they're not even good at that. Whereas I go, I always use Call of Duty 4 as a reference because it was my favourite, the initial Modern Warfare. But I, th- I just think that those maps were perfectly sort of sized and, and, and the right amount of buildings and hiding spots and things like that where you could run around like an headless chicken, um, you know, with a, a, a fast-paced gun if you wanted, or you could sit back and snipe or assault, you know. It, you could be tactical with it if you wanted, or you could just run around like an idiot. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, Call of Duty just seems to be everybody's running around like a madman. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's definitely fast, evolved. You know, fastest finger first, which I don't mind. I used to enjoy, like you said, certain maps when Nuketown and that come up. You think, I'll tell you what then, you know, I'm I'm going to take my Uzi and I'm going to, you know, put bloody double tap on it. And I'm yeah, I'm going to go for it. But... Not every game, and I just I, I think they've lost their way. I think genuinely, they've absolutely lost their way. And like you said, the skill-based system, the way that you've got to upgrade guns, the maps, I think all that combined now, I just think it needs to be like a bit like Assassin's Creed. Go back to your roots yeah. and find out what you were doing right and, and go from there again. Start the no. building blocks again. Now, obviously, this whole sort of opening with me sharing about, obviously, Call of Duty and Sam's opinion and everything, it all goes back to, obviously, this week there was the event with Warzone and the reveal of Warzone, uh, Modern Warfare 3. So yes. the trailer's been revealed. You can see that on uh, the website and so on. Uh, it's on YouTube. I don't think it's actually on the website yet, but it is on YouTube that you can watch if you go to the Call of Duty channel. Um Something that you've obviously said about, you know, remastering maps and all that sort of thing. You, I don't know whether you've read this article yet, but I, I've said if you're about to say what I think you're going to say, I've seen it all over TikTok as yeah. well. Yeah, so some, it's been some brilliant reactions, to be fair. Now I'm really happy about this, and it has actually tempted me to actually. Obviously, I've said previously I don't know whether I'm going to bother with this one, but it has tempted me. So. Modern Warfare 3, we know it's kind of a gap filler compared to a normal Call of Duty. It is sort of, it's Treyarch's sort of spin-off second version of Modern Warfare 2. Um, It's not going to launch with any new multiplayer maps. It's launching with 16 modernised versions of the 2009 Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 maps. So that brings things like High Rise, um, Terminal, to name a couple, um... I'm trying to think of a couple more now off the top of my head, and I can't. Um, but yeah, we know that obviously Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 adds some of the best maps across the the series. Um, those 16 maps are going to be there at launch, all modern editions of it. Um, as well as that, we do know that there's going to be a new Zombies that Treyarch are having a go at. It's going to be on an open-world zombies map. It's going to be the biggest zombie game ever. Um, it's just... There's a lot. You know, there's quite a bit... For, for such a, you know, a gap-filler game, um, the, when it comes to zombies, the teams are going to have to work together through missions to fight off the zombies in a player versus enemy extraction survival experience. Um, I think on maybe Modern Warfare... Or it might have been Vanguard, I can't remember now. Um, obviously, there was like an extraction point with, regard, with regards to zombies anyway, but this is one of the biggest ones. Uh, Treyarch have done it, so obviously we know that Sledgehammer are creating the multiplayer. It's Treyarch that are doing the zombies, which, you know, they're infamous for their zombies anyway. Um, yeah. 
there's a few new modes and stuff. There's a new three versus three versus three cutthroat mode. Um, I've not read into that, so I can't really go into much more detail with that, but it's a new mode that's come in with it. Um, yeah, like you say, sometimes when it's, you know, oh, it's just the same map again, it's a bit thingy, but with how good the maps were on Modern Warfare 2, especially for me, High Rise and Terminal, um, See, that's kind of tempted me a little bit. Yeah, I get, I get the temptation for some people with the maps and stuff like that, but is this not, you know, we, we, I think it was last week's episode where we had the big oohah about Red Dead, um, you know, kind of pouring yeah, the, over the and, laziness and, and paying of, the money. Yeah. Is, is, this not, is, is this not that, but in a, in a fancy wrapping? Uh, yeah, to a point, I think. Is it not a um, remake in, in a fancy gift wrap? You know, I, that's, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's kind of, I, I think it's almost a remake but we're gonna put a different name I on think, it we're gonna I mean, change the number two for a number three yeah, i don't know I, think, I, I, I just feel it's you could almost I know it's say a game, yeah but do we modern want Warf a stopgap game or do modern you want warfare to 3 the modern warfare 3 as a whole is kind of almost modern warfare 2.5 anyway um yeah the weapons your uh skins everything carries over anyway so in terms of multiplayer it's kind of just a big DLC when it comes to the multiplayer where we're just going to get 16 maps. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to play, obviously, the Modern Warfare 2 maps on it. It is just the 16 revamped Modern Warfare 2. Um, I think this, So you're again, paying for the revamped game, aren't you? Well, really? for the maps in the multiplayer, yes. But I think one of the main things with regards to Modern Warfare, uh, War, yeah, Modern Warfare 3 is it's a continuation of the campaign. I think that's one of the big things yeah. with this one. It's it's a, yeah. it's a continuation of the campaign. Um, the trailer looks like it's going really sort of dark and, you know, potentially sort of the darkest it's ever been. We know by the colour co uh, scheme, obviously, it's gone red. Modern Warfare's always yep. been infamously green. Um, and the trailer also, I think, and obviously some people have said it previously, but... The more you look at it, the trailer's based around this prison, and it's like that—you know—they're they're underwater and they're at sea, and they eventually sort of climb up and get into the prison. Now, to me, I'm almost See, certain that is. This is what I thought you was going to say because I saw on TikTok the other day, and people were screaming that it was Vedansk. Yeah, this is it. So the prison is almost certainly the Vedansk prison, and with the gulag and everything, and. Obviously, in that Verdansk prison, there was the um, inside the prison underground. You had the multi-story sort of whatever you want to call it, like office. There's obviously the prison cells, and then in the middle, mm. there's like the the watchtower type thing. This all features in the trailer. Now, obviously, the Verdansk um, prison had like a moat around it, but it was dried out in Warzone. Whether this is just obviously just the moat that's now full, or whether it's you know the, the maps kind of underwater, I don't know. Um, but yeah. like people have sort of said, look, this this is the Vedance. Are they hinting that Warzone's going back? Because as much as the players were screaming to finally leave Vedansk behind, when it did, we all sort of a little bit were like, you know, that is a map that 
like if 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 the, it Warzone was redone with that, I wouldn't mind. No, because I wouldn't say. I do think that was a legendary map. But I also saw somebody in this trailer, not just the prison, that mentioned the stadium as yeah. uh, as well. Yeah, so I think there's obviously oh, everything's pointing at it. Parts of it, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how it comes into and is it, that whether the it's yeah, it's it's the it's the campaign trailer, right? But like they're saying, right. do we? Is this also like a hint that we're gonna get? Yeah. You know, a return. Like people have said previously, and obviously developers said with um, when we moved across to the new maps and that with the original Warzone and then going into Warzone Two and all this. The game is just too big to have multiple options of map in terms of, yeah. you know, like where you could vote or play this one or that yeah, one. Yeah. How are they going to do it on this one? I don't know. Have they found a way to, you know, deliver multiple maps? I don't know. Or are we just going to get a new Warzone again with Verdansk? We don't know at the minute. The trailer is still a bit of a tease. We're still a couple of months away. But I think that it's more exciting for me than original originally i was yeah you know i thought I'm not, not for me just yet not no. for me just yet it's not i'm, I'm not 100 sold you know the 16 maps is something that get has got my interest because i did enjoy yeah. the original modern warfare and modern warfare 2 and pushing it into modern warfare 3 were some of the best ones ever and I think, you know, to play some of these games again, we would, me and uh, Lewis, who I work with, he's big on his Call of Duty, and we said that original Terminal map was potentially one of my favourite maps ever. You know, right. it was just... Um, you know which one I mean, don't you? The Terminal, the airport. Yes, I do, I do. So, yeah, yeah, I do. you know, we. I remember back in the day, you know, you'd have your noob tubes and stuff, and you'd fire them down the escalators into, like, the lobby at the bottom, and almost guarantee you'd get a kill down there. Obviously, Noob Tubes was sort of... That was prime Modern Warfare 2 era. You know, you even mm -hmm. had, like, calling cards and stuff with Noob Tuber and that on it. But it was just a good era for me, and it's like I would potentially be tempted to do that. It's We're getting it in a different format compared to... Obviously, we got Modern Warfare remastered, didn't we? Going back a few yes. years back. This is kind of a modern-day version of that with a new campaign and everything. So... There's more to come. That's it. The pr the price tag I get, you know, is justified by the new campaign. It's, yeah. You know, it's not a complete sort of redo, is it? So there is that, but I I'm going to need more. I'm going to need yeah, a lot more. I think, more to, I think to there's a lot of us. To Call of Duty days. Yeah, I think quite a few of us still need that final convincing. It's it's certainly got my interest, but I think, you know, we need, we need a little bit more now, but... Uh, you know, over the next few weeks, I'm sure we'll get some more that we can uh, bring to you guys. Yeah, yeah. So that about wraps up the news this week, doesn't it? Which, I, as I said at the start of the show, I think it's it's been a good week for news. Like I said, there's not... I mean, the, I said there weren't a lot, but the, I'm sure We're it's been a lengthy hour. episode. Yep. Yeah. So, but I just think there were some really nice ones in there. The Starfield bit, you know, the... the um, the Assassin's Creed being brought forward and that it's been a great week I think yeah, it's been a lot some of news that's made me smile yeah yeah. Um, so, yeah if you've uh, as always we will be back to our normal schedule next week uh, releasing on Friday morning uh, there's just been a bit obviously like we said at the beginning a bit of a delay with this one um if you've enjoyed it, please do give us a like uh, give us a comment share these the podcast uh, get others involved 
We appreciate it. As we've said before, we're across multiple platforms now. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, and there's another one that I always forget. Um, Apple. Apple, that's the one. Um, so yeah, we're across multiple platforms now. So you can tune in with us every week. We've got our website, we've got our social media. Uh, if you head to the website, press-start.uk, you can see all the links to all the different platforms, all our social media and everything on there. And you can just keep up with the weekly news there as well. So we've got a lot more yeah. coming up. We are, as of recording this on Saturday the 19th, we're three weeks away from insomnia. Uh, we're still hoping to get to that and to vlog it. And we will vlog that, yeah. Yep. Um, last year, so... we obviously did like a, what was it, a 15-minute vlog. We're hoping to capture a lot more this year and make it an even bigger one. So, uh, yeah. you know, be sure to sort of check out our YouTube. Again, you can find the links on the website uh, if you want to watch uh, last April's. Uh, but yeah, still a lot more coming up. We've got loads more games coming out soon. Uh, lots of previews. I'm going to say all these games we're going to be playing as well, aren't we? Yeah, lots of previews, lots of reviews coming up. Um, yeah, it's just it's an exciting time to be a gamer, I think, at the minute. So stick with it us. Is. Keep following the podcast. Keep up with us every week. Be sure to let us know. Like Sam does weekly. Get in touch with us, and we're, we're more than happy to read out your opinions because we're not always going to see eye to eye so we're happy to share you know our experience definitely our, definitely you know, and, and for sam i hope this podcast was worth the wait yeah let's hope uh, we've delivered with that one so yeah as always have a great weekend guys obviously this week <laughs> the weekend's nearly over but yeah thank you <laughs> yeah. for listening as always and we will see you on the next one on friday next week thank you for listening thank you